Hi, this is the Organisational Success Academy from the Oxford Review, bringing you the very latest research in leadership, management, organisational development, design, transformation and change, human resources and human capital, organisational learning, coaching and work psychology from around the world to make you the most up-to-date and knowledgeable person in the room. And welcome to another episode of the Oxford Review podcast. I'm David Wilkinson, the Editor-in-Chief of the Oxford Review, and with me is... Sarah Smith, and I'm Commissioning Editor for the Oxford Review. And today we're going to be having a look at a research briefing about the role of negative capability in action learning in dealing with uncertainty, which is all my kind of stuff. (laughs) Now, for many people, operating in a predictable environment and knowing what is going to happen next is is a comfort they like it but for others it can be dull and frustrating even though they will reach for the familiar and the known from time to time now there are seven several sectors in the public and private uh, arenas where employees and management have to take a leap out of their comfort zone on a regular basis so for example in the creative industries you've got uh, investigative journalism and live broadcasting and in the public sector you've got things like the military and the police And in all four of these examples, the people who are involved in them have to get used to taking a leap into the unknown. So, for example, whether the investigative journalist is working into a drug baron's property in broad daylight with his thugs prowling in the streets to photograph and interview his tenants, or as a police officer, chasing down stolen cars through the city streets. The psychological space that the individual is entering into in these situations is known as negative capability. Um, and this is where one must perform in an, in an unfamiliar situation with no predictable outcomes. So it's not a kind of thing that they could practice because they weren't actually anticipating one being in that kind of situation. And in order to prepare people for such situations, organisations like the police use training simulations and action learning so that they can learn to be in and react constructively in circumstances of uncertainty. These simulations put people through a series of atypical and and often random situations in a controlled environment with the intention of enabling them to thrive in such situations back in the context when they're actually working. Research just published in the journal Action Learning Research and Practice has shown how negative capability is a very good way for employees and and businesses for which they work to operate and to work effectively in situations of uncertainty. I don't really want to say anything about that kind of idea of running simulations for people. Yes, it's interesting, isn't it? Because there's um, there's such enormous value in the opportunity to be able to kind of simulate contexts and environments Mm. and for people to be able to experiment with and try out and um, a whole range of um, different behaviours and ways of engaging in those situations yeah. um, with minimal risk. Yes. Um, and then there's the whole flip of that when you've experienced a simulation repeatedly mm. and then you're out in a context where there is high uncertainty and unpredictable mm. outcomes, it, it's that kind of um, sense of the degree to which you may need to operate outside of the bandwidth of behaviours that you've developed through the training you've had with the simulation. Yes. Um, versus that bit of you can default back to your training. So the design, the quality of the simulation, mm. the quality of the training is so important in yes. terms of being able to prepare people 
optimally for those sorts of situations. Yeah, and it's interesting when you think about most training in most organisations, apart from places like you know the police, ambulance service, and things yeah. like that. Yeah. When you get into most organisations, what they're doing is they're training them for predictable environments, and this is what to do when this happens. Yeah, there are very few training events for people in organisa in most organisations about what to do when you don't know what to do next. Yeah, where we don't have any answers, where you've got to be creative, and you've got to be creative on the hoof and, and what it's like. And, and certainly, you know, I was a police officer for eighteen years, and they used to put us into kind of riot situations. But and when you went into them, whilst you did. The, the kind of it was like Lego. You did you did the basics, the basic training, so nobody was going to get hurt, and everybody knew what they were doing. When you actually went into the scenarios, you had no idea what the instructors were going to do, yeah. and anything could happen. And it could, and seriously, it could move from situations where nothing would happen, and you'd all you were all tooled up and kitted, ready to go, and you get into a room that you were anticipating what they they used to call an angry man, mm. and there'd be an old deer there knitting. Yeah. And everybody would be kind of looking at each other yes. thinking, now what do we do? Yes. Because it was unexpected. Mm -hmm. And then in other situations, it would just go absolutely berserk. Mm -hmm. And rather than facing one person, you'd be facing a whole group of people. And you weren't really expecting that because you think, I haven't been trained for this. But the situation is, that's life. And what's so interesting about that kind of approach to simulate, to create mm -hmm. simulated environments for training purposes is that one of the things that people are learning through that experience is, is how to deal with their response to the unexpected, yes. not how to deal with the situation I'm now finding yeah. myself in, yeah. i.e. how to deal with this, this type of mm. person. It's how do I deal with this high-stakes situation where my yeah. emotional reactions yes. and responses are kicking in yeah. you know, in this environment and context. Yeah, and how do I deal with my confusion yeah. without in, in a positive way yeah. so that I can actually move through this situation and create and craft an outcome, yes. Rather than falling back on training of knowing how to do this thing, yeah. And I don't see that happening a lot in training in organisations. No, no, and not in my experience. Yeah. It's certainly not something. Certainly. And I think it's something um, organisations like the police, the military mm. have uh, have got very skilled at doing. Yes. In terms of yeah. um, creating that that ability mm. to be able to deal with the unexpected and the un uncertainty. Or, yeah, and or what this... paying attention yeah, to that, I think. Absolutely. And this study is actually saying that organisations, you know, should start to develop this negative capability. Yeah. Yeah. So, oddly, negative capability was first suggested by the poet John Keats in a letter he wrote to a friend in 1817. Uh, he said, the person with negative capability is capable of being in uncertainties, mysteries, doubts without any irritability, reaching after facts and reason. The concept caught on and has relatively recently entered into the scientific literature. So, that's fascinating that Keats mm. came up with a scientific yes. thing. Yeah. What? So, many people, however, prefer situations and working in contexts of predictability and safety. Now, millions of people around the globe turn up for a job on a daily basis with few uncertainties in a world which can be mapped for months, if not years ahead. Now, part of the reason for wanting this level of predictability is the wish to avoid the emotional effects of challenges of living with and operating in situations of uncertainty, which is exactly what yeah. you were saying before. What the paper strongly suggests is that those with negative capability tend to be the ones who create change and new opportunities. Now, the, um, the, the researcher behind the paper 
argues that negative capability involves a human capacity for containment, mm -hmm. for living with and tolerating tolerating uncertainty, ambiguity, and paradox, and for remaining content with half knowledge, yeah. and kind of inevitably experiencing the associated anxiety and fear by staying right in that uncertainty, in order that the new thoughts and new feelings can emerge. It's so interesting, this, isn't it? I mm. think um, so this whole idea of being able to um, sit in that space between kind of complete chaos, if you like, where nothing seems to make yeah. any sense at all, through yeah. to that, you know, kind of high certainty, high mm. predictability, and being able to operate within both ends yes. of that spectrum. But this idea of tolerating uncertainty and ambiguity and paradox, I've it's one of the things I've got increasingly interested in. Um, so, for example, in acceptance and commitment therapy, mm. one of the things that um, that approach, um, which I've been starting to introduce into some of my coaching work, is it, it strongly encourages this idea of accepting the emotional experience that you're having as yes. opposed to necessarily trying to kind of push it down, change it, you know, box it up. Escape from exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. And this idea of just being able to sit with that discomfort and and be okay with that yes. and continue to move forward and make choices to operate, to operate not be yeah. kind of stalled by mm. it. Um, and what an important skill that is to be developing. I think historically yeah. there's been a bit more, I know we've had discussions about this idea of <laughs> like the phrase emotion regulation mm. and does, does a kind of common day interpretation of that term mean people start to think that what it means about regulating it, i.e. I dial it down or I put it away or yes. I kind of, you know, put mm. it in a box and quickly mm. try and change it. Yeah. Whereas actually what a lot of this seems to suggest is it's it's saying be okay with that, tolerate that and continue to be able to kind of operate it. Mm. This almost lean into the emotion. Yes. Rather than and accept kind it. of fight it. Yes. yes. Accepting where you are but yeah. still being able to operate. And in, uh, typically in organizations, and this is what the paper's kind of getting at really, is that people spend a lot of their time trying to get out of those situations, yes. escape from them. And quite often when they're put into an uncertain or ambiguous situation, is that what they'll do is they'll defer upwards. They'll try yeah. to get a manager to make a decision in order to take that uncertainty yes. away, yeah. rather than recognizing where they are and then dealing with it themselves and yeah. getting creative in the situation. Yeah. Now... Um, this is from the research that I do, is organizations in a way kind of encourage that, which on one side, they don't want it to happen. They want people being taking responsibility and changing things. But they make people, they put people in boxes and make their job so certain that they're uncertain what to do when uncertainty hits. If yes. you see what I mean, they have no tolerance of uncertainty or very little. Yeah. And that becomes a real issue when change starts to happen, so when organizational change starts to happen, people don't quite know how to respond. Yeah. And that's what this is getting at. There's no negative capability within the organization. Yeah. So the paper's actually saying that, you know, organizations really need to think about this and start to create negative capability. So, so this negative capability is the ability to be able to cope with and allow the feelings of discomfort and anxiety, emotional resilience, without trying to escape, is central to the idea of negative capability. So negative capability and action learning. So action learning teaches the participants to slow their thinking down and to fully appreciate the situation 
and not just respond reactively to situations as they arise. Now, I find this as I'm working with organizations. Quite a lot of the things that I'm doing, I'm bringing from both my military and the police experiences, I'm just getting them to kind of slow things down a lot. Just slow things down because there isn't a need. Right now, there's no urgent need. No one's going to die. So just slow things down, think about them, and you'll be able to operate rather than just reacting. Unfortunately, people in organizations spend a lot of time just reacting. It's a a knee-jerk reaction. Yes, yes. And this, and I think when people are feeling discomfort, so when uncertainty, the sense of uncertainty is increasing, when things feel like there's a discomfort with what they're experiencing around them, that one of the things that feels counterintuitive to people is this whole kind of action bias sense that actually I need to do something because if I'm doing something, you know, at least I'm feeling I'm in some Mm. kind of control, even if it's only of this this kind of little bit Mm. of something. Um, Or it's distraction or displacement Mm. behavior, but it's this kind of caught up in doing Mm. something when actually stop, pause, kind of be, you know, bring a mindful, present attention mm. to what it is that's going on, maybe mm. absolutely the more positive thing to do. So kind of inaction yeah. as a form of action, if you like. Yeah, and that becomes quite important because certainly in terms of complex situations, the mm. ability to be able to sit back and watch, see emergent properties. Yeah. And and you're right, the, this, the, the action bias that people have, particularly in uncertain situations, causes more, per, more problems because usually it, it, it's what they're doing is they're escaping from those the emotions by taking action it feels better so they're kind of self-medicating with action but it doesn't slow things down and rarely are they actually solving the problem it just feels like they are yes but they're using it as a method of escape yeah and we see that a lot with uncertainty um in in all sorts of um, in all sorts of circumstances So the paper states that rather than rushing straight into decisive action and fostering a, a negative capability in an action learning set encourages reflective inaction based on slowing down, waiting, observing and active listening. It also values a certain degree of humility mm-hmm. and capacity for empathy with others. And that's quite interesting, that yes. kind of suggesting you know bringing in these two concepts of, of humility and empathy you know what you think about that yeah well the yeah so i think this bit about empathy with others is a really interesting one in the in that moment um and it, when you think about it from a sort of evolutionary psychological perspective mm. that actually in times of heightened uncertainty the that no one individual and it's linked to this i guess a sense of this idea of um, humility is that no one person has the information or the knowledge or yeah. to be able to kind of move forward mm. and solve the situation that actually one of our strengths is as a social species and our ability to kind of have empathy and connect yeah. with others actually is, is enormously important mm. in situations such as this with kind of heightened uncertainty and this degree of humility, i.e. what it is that's kind of coming into my mind is one way of thinking. Yeah that it is not the way of thinking or necessarily the right way of thinking, that I need yeah. to be able to consider multiple perspectives and options. Yeah, and one of, the, one of the problems is when we get in trouble, which this is, so if we're yes. projected into a place of uncertainty and we're not comfortable with it, is that we tend to draw in yes. to our core. So we tend to focus on our needs yeah. without thinking about yeah. other people. And so you see the reactions tend to be more selfish reactions yeah. about getting themselves out of yeah. this emotional trouble. It's kind of self-defending That's um, right. behavioural yeah. patterns and we kind of shut down mm. and become more blinkered and less yeah. able to connect. 
Yeah. And a lot of the, you know, some of the work, um, Barbara Fredrickson's work around positive emotions yes. and their role and this idea of broadening and building and being able to kind of open up and yes. connect with others and empathy and that kind of connecting, mm. high quality connections with others is an interesting pathway, I think, into shifting that attentional awareness into being able to consider broader possibilities and um, options. Absolutely. And that, that requires kind of a calmness yes. inside that yes. ability to be able to just kind of sit there and observe yeah. and listen as the paper's saying yeah. in order to kind of move out rather than drawing in and just yeah. being focused on our because when we get into that kind of emotional space we tend to focus on those emotions and then it spirals yeah and what this is saying is people with negative capability have that ability to be able to move out and start to consider other people and start to be able to consider a wider picture and start to gather data about the situation as opposed to having an emotional reaction to it. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's, you know, for example, you know, the classic Whitehall bureaucrat wrapped in safety of procedures and systems, you know, this would be like sitting on hot coals for them, yeah. you know, but for the entrepreneur, for them, it's like getting a dose of pure oxygen. Yes. Because that's what they live off. Yes. So we've got this kind of weird thing going on, and organisations tend to do this because it kind of push, pushes us into a place of more and more certainty because we get used to doing things. And as, as the researcher concluded, that not knowing and not acting have much in common with a Buddhist notion of prajna, or emptiness. And the, and the Taoist concept of wu-wei, or wisdom, and, this, and are central to the process of unlearning. We'll come back to unlearning in another podcast, actually. We have an issue with that, but we'll, we'll just gloss over that for the time being. Um, learning the discipline of negative capability enables people and their organizations to be able to thrive in fast-paced, continually changing environments. Additionally, negative capability fosters creativity and innovation in the very circumstances in which others are seeking safety uh, of conformity and structure. Uh, a discipline worth practicing and developing in any organization. Mm. I don't know whether there's anything else you want to add to that. Um, no, I mean, I think that um, bit about negative capability, fostering creativity and innovation is just core um, and at the heart of why this is so important for businesses and organizations, I think, to be mm. thinking about. I mean, it's... Um, yeah, and just developing it as a capability within the organisation, thinking yeah. about developing the ability to be able to deal with uncertainty yeah. rather than training people to just react in certain yes. ways. Yeah. You know, especially when change comes or there's a shift in the environment or political change, technological yeah. change, things that throw people in organisations and actually can kill some organisations yeah. because they're not prepared for it. Yeah. Um, developing negative capability, I think, is an essential part yeah. of this. Yeah. The reference for this paper is Edmonston. Um, the paper is called Action Learning, Performity um, and Negative Capability. And, action and it's in the journal Action Learning, Research and Practice. And that's it for this episode of uh, the Oxford Review podcast. I'm David Wilkinson. And I'm Sarah Smith. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Oxford Review podcast. For free research briefings audio and video research briefings, research infographics and a whole lot more, visit oxford-review.com. That's oxford-review.com.
And please subscribe, rate and review this podcast. It would mean a lot to us to have your feedback so that we can make this podcast even better for you. <laughs>